Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you, J.M., and thank you out there in podcast land for joining us here on Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any program here on the Locked On Podcast Network. At the end of the previous episode, I said that this one would feature Jason Hernandez talking with me about the late Tommy Lasorda. However, something came up uh, the day that we were going to record and he had to postpone. We are going to do that hopefully later this week. Jason, as I said, had met Mr. Lasorda on a few occasions. And we've never talked about it, either on the air or off, so I'm looking forward to that. Plus, Lasorda does have ties to the Northwest. He managed in the Pacific Coast League, and and he's one of four permanent members of the Spokane Indians' Rim of Honor. But today, we're going to do a little catching up on the hot stove. The Mariners have made four transactions since the last time I talked transactions. All four of them are minor league free agent signings. But there is one name in there that should be familiar to Ennis fans. We'll begin on January 5th. And on that date, the Mariners signed to a minor league contract right-handed pitcher Kevin Munson. Kevin was originally drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks in the fourth round of the 2010 uh, free agent draft as it were he began his pro career in 2010 and pitched in the diamondbacks system through 2015 he began 2016 with the lancaster jethawks of the atlantic league it's an independent league and then a few months later he was signed by the seattle mariners organization and pitched 19 games at triple a tacoma that year accumulating a 4-4-4 earned run average with a rather high whip at 1.633 2017 he went back to the Atlantic League pitching again for Lancaster and also in 2018 as well in 2019 he pitched for the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs also of the Atlantic League 34 games of the Blue Crabs that year 260 earned run average and a whip of 1.333 overall in 10 professional seasons this is 473 games all relief appearances 519 and two thirds innings an ERA of 358 a whip of 1.351 walks per nine innings is on the high side 4.4 although he can strike out some guys 10.4 strikeouts per nine innings and a semi-alarming 7.8 hits per nine innings he is 32 years old as a matter of fact he just turned 32 on january 3rd so he like me is a january baby the next three transactions all took place on January 8th, and two of these men have Major League experience. We'll begin with the one who does not have Major League experience, and that is infielder Jansen Witt, or Witty. It's W-I-T-T-E. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that. He was drafted by the Boston Red Sox originally in the 24th round of the 2013 draft out of Texas Christian University and began his pro career in the Red Sox system that season. He, he was in the Red Sox system just up until uh, the 2019 season. Well, I don't know where he was in 2020 since there were no minor leagues that year. So he may have been in the Red Sox system. I don't no. His uh, professional totals, nine seasons worth, 846 games, 3,400, uh, pardon me, 3,046 at-bats. He's got a slash line of 280, 354, 414. 
at Triple A, the highest level of ball that he's reached. He's played 321 games there, so he's got a lot of Triple A experience. 1,097 at bats and a slash line of 261, 333, 370. He's got 20, uh, pardon me, 67 doubles and 15 home runs in those 1,097 at bats amongst his 286 hits. So he appears to be a decent contact hitter, and he doesn't strike out very much either. That's pretty good. 107 walks in 1,227 plate appearances versus 224 strikeouts. So he's a pretty decent contact hitter, and uh, looks like he can take a walk as well. So that's, of course, those are minor league numbers. Do with those what you will, but let's see if that translates into um, into uh, major league success. If he makes the roster, that is. He is 31 years old. He's also a January baby. As a matter of fact, his birthday is one day after Kevin Munson's. January 4th, 1990 is his birth date. The other two are pitchers, and they both have major league experience. The first one we'll talk about, Paul Sewell, who is in the Mets organization most recently. He is a 30-year-old right-handed pitcher. He'll turn 31 on May 26th. He has, let's see, 125 games at the major league level, 147 and a third innings. These are all relief appearances. Aggregate 5.50 earned run average, whip of 1.364. Walks per nine innings looks okay. It's 3.1 per nine innings. That's just a tad on the high side. That could get a little better, but you know, I, I guess you'll take that. 9.2 strikeouts per nine innings for those of you who are into strikeouts. He's getting hit, though. 9.2 hits per nine innings, definitely on the high side. He's made his Major League debut in 2017 and, in fact, pitched in 57 games at the Major League level that year with the Mets with a 5.455 ERA and a whip of 1.209. Those are pretty good numbers. In 2019, in 17 games played, 4.58 ERA and a whip even lower, one point oh. Six, eight. Last year, he pitched in five games with the Mets to a 13.5 earned run average. Six innings pitched, you know, six innings. He can't ju- judge a pitcher, pardon me, based on that. And he also had a poor 2018 season. Career numbers at Triple A: three one one earned run average in 112 games. All relief appearances, 133 and a third innings. Whips pretty good, 1.253. Hits per nine, a tad on the high side, 8.6. Home runs per nine, also a tad on the high side, 1.1. Walks per nine innings, though that looks good, 2.6 and 12.2 strikeouts per nine innings. Remember, those are Triple A numbers, ladies and gentlemen, not major league numbers. Again, he is now a member of the Mariners organization, having been signed to a minor league contract. And the last man, Rowena Salias, is back in the organization. This is, what, his third stint with the Mariners organization, I think? Something like that. Uh, he made his major league debut with the Seattle Mariners in 2014. 29 ball games that year. They were all starts, but he's pitching out of the bullpen these days. In that rookie season, 29 starts, 100, 162 and two-thirds innings, 385 earned run average, and a 1.314 whip. His most recent major league action came in 2019, where he split the season between the Seattle Mariners and the Washington Nationals. The Nationals acquired him at the deadline, but only pitched in four games that year with the with the Nationals, three innings worth, and did not do well. Nine earned run average. However, in 44 games with the Mariners, 47 innings, 3.64 earned run average, and a whip of 1.234. Pretty good numbers. 3.3 walks per nine innings, tad on the high side, 8.6 strikeouts per nine innings, for those of you who like that. 7.9 hits per nine innings, a tad on the high side. Gave up too many home runs, though. A home run and a half, 
per nine innings. Let's see what he can do with the Mariners in uh, 2021, if he makes the team, that is. This is a minor league contract, but I think he's got a decent shot. You know, to make the big league roster, the Mariners are familiar with him. He was in the organization as recently as 2019, as we just mentioned. Let's see what he can do. He is 32 years old. He'll turn 33 on August 1st. He was originally signed by the Mariners organization as an amateur free agent on May 3rd, 2011. And have we got all caught up in the first half of the show? So I think I'm going to answer some email questions for you in the second half of the show, even though Clive is not around. I'll just read them myself. And uh, I, I do have quite a few emails again. We're not going to get to all of them. I'll answer one, you know, few of them. But before we get to that, it's time for the trivia corner. First trivia corner of 2021. And it's a hall pass. Today's subject enjoyed a 13-year major league career in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. And he was primarily a catcher. In fact, almost exclusively a catcher. Career slash line of 296, 326, 398. He has 205 home runs and 65 home runs. Pardon me, 205 doubles and 65 home runs, 57 triples. He is a three-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, and placed in the MVP voting four times. Remember, he's a catcher. Not many catchers in the Hall of Fame. Would you consider this man for the Hall of Fame? Yes or no? I'll tell you who this is as soon as I tell you about betonline.ag. Are you ready for some football? College football's heading into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend, or so I'm told. The NFL regular season is also finishing up, and the playoff picture is becoming clearer. And there's only one place that has you covered, and one place that we trust. Guess what, gang? That's betonline.ag. Yep. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't you dare sit on the sidelines any longer. Time to get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Bet Online. Pardon me, at at Bet Online underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the biz. Sign up today for a free account and use that promo code locked on for your sign up bonus hashtag bet online the hall pass subject was Manny Sanguien yep Manny Sanguien the Pirates star from the uh, 70s two World Series championships one of them in 1971 against the Baltimore Orioles and the other one in 1979 also against the Baltimore Orioles Orioles couldn't catch a break in any case, if you got a question or a comment out there, please do send it on over to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, and I'll read it and reply to it on a future mailbag episode, or I won't read it. Clive will probably read it, but he's not here, so I'm reading him today. Questions and comments about any subject are welcome and encouraged. Please do send them to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, and please do keep them family appropriate. We will continue this episode of Locked On Mariners as soon as I tell you about Rock Auto. Gang, they are a family business, and they've been serving customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Whether it's for your daily driver or for your classic, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks, and they deliver it directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and 
Guys, it is remarkably easy to get, navigate, too, as I trip over my words, but it is easy to navigate. Trust me, I've done it. Qu- uh, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specs, and prices that you out there prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and you do-it-yourselfers out there as well. So why spend up to twice as much money for the same parts? There's absolutely no reason to do it. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car, truck, van, SUV, or crossover. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Now, back to Locked On Mariners and your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, J.M. D.C. Lundberg is back here with the second half of Locked On Mariners. Gang, 2020 is mercifully over. Thank goodness. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want a few more wins, then you've got to listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever the heck you get your podcasts. And now it's time to answer some email questions here on the second half of Locked On Mariners. I don't know why I saw fit to emphasize that again, but I did. Anyways, probably time for a few quick ones. And the first of those is going to come from Abigail in Airway Heights out in my neck of the woods. She asks, did you toast the new year? If so, what kind of bread did you use for your toast? I prefer either rye or sourdough. Well, I'm a rye bread guy myself. Uh, For some reason, I can't eat regular wheat bread. It kind of mucks with my stomach a little bit. So definitely a rye guy. Yeah, I was uh, on a conference call with... um, John Miller, Locked On Mariners contributor John Miller and his wife and uh, and his sister-in-law, and we kind of had an over-the-internet game night for two reasons. They're over in the Puget Sound region where most of you listening are, I'm sure, and I'm over here in my little corner of the world in Spokane. We actually had a virtual game night, so we we did that over a, over a Skype call, and then we, of course, did the uh, New Year's countdown, and I don't drink alcohol, so I use Martinelli's, but yes, I did toast the New Year. Oh, let's see. What do I want to do next? Ah, here's one from somebody from my hometown, actually, or my former hometown, Shoreline, Washington. This comes to us from Blake in Shoreline, Washington. I like to think that's Blake Snell, even though it's not. He asks, how did you come to know John Miller and J.D. Hernandez? You guys seem to have good on-air chemistry. Well, we're all friends, so (laughs) it doesn't surprise me at all. Basically, the conversations that you hear on the air are conversations that we would ordinarily have if we were just off the air, you know, just at one another's house or just talking on the phone or whatever. So that's probably why we have good chemistry because it's just three, it's just friends talking. I've I've known John for years. I met him actually through his wife. I was friends with his wife first and I met her when, uh, when she was engaged to him and that's basically the boring story of how I met John Miller. I was friends with his wife and then became very good friends with both of them. J.D. Hernandez, I met him when we were both involved in another podcast. We met through that uh, podcast. I had been a frequent guest on this show, and a couple years in after that, J.D. became a frequent guest on the show. And we just we hit it off, became very good friends. We have other interests outside of baseball, which are common interests, so we talk about that too. And that's basically how I met Jason. And this was seven years ago, six, seven years ago, I want to say. And 
uh, Jason and I actually wound up taking over that uh, podcast when the original host and producer passed away. And he was a mutual friend of both of ours. Uh, we both miss him very much. So I'll take the opportunity to once again say Jim Williams' name on the air. Jim, we really miss you, buddy. I think we have time for a couple more. Let's uh, check the time. One more. Let's see. Oh, here's a quick one. So we might actually have uh, time for two more since this is going to be quick. Albert and Kent Washington. Do you prefer watching Mookie Betts on the ball field or the bowling lane? Does he have a career after baseball? Yeah, he absolutely does. He's a fine bowler. And he can hold his own out there with the professionals. He just doesn't get a chance to practice like they do. But once his baseball career is done, he will have the time to practice like the others do. And I think that he would be able to hold his own on the PBA Tour and at least make some TV finals. I don't know if he'd be able to win any tournaments. I shouldn't say that because I think that he does have that capability. If you make a TV finals, then you are capable of winning a tournament. I prefer watching him on the bowling lanes, actually, because at this point, it just doesn't get to happen very often. It's He's bowled all his life. He's very, very good at it. And he uh, that was kind of his first sport. Baseball kind of came later, from what I understand. He's always loved bowling. And I have just always loved bowling as well. I, I think I explained my love of bowling and curling on the previous email episode. I prefer watching Mookie Betts on the bowling. And don't get me wrong. He's obviously one hell of a baseball player, but that's kind of expected of him. We almost take that for granted. And in terms of bowling, again, that's something just that's just kind of different. And he doesn't have the chance to bowl professionally very often. So when he does... It's very fun to watch. So that's why I prefer watching him on the bowling lane than the baseball lane. We do have time for one more quick one. (laughs) And this one comes to us from Jane in Athol, Idaho, who asks, is Pluto a planet? (laughs) No, Pluto is Mickey Mouse's dog. Um, I'm... (laughs) When I was in school, Pluto was a planet. Then it got demoted to a dwarf planet. Now it's a planet again. Um, Yeah, Pluto's a planet. I don't care. (laughs) And that's just about all we have time for. Thanks for those emails, ladies and gentlemen. Keep sending them in, even the ridiculous ones. You know what? Especially the ridiculous ones. If they make me laugh, it's a good email. So send them in to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, and that will do it for this episode. Next time is hopefully the one where Jason Hernandez is going to be able to join me to talk about the late Tommy Lasorda. In the interim, please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program. Look for us on any podcasting app that you may happen to think of. Thanks for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. I do hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you next time. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.